This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to episode 7 of the Practice of Learning Teams. This is Brent Sutton, your host for today's special episode of the show called Pay It Forward. I'm joined today by Dr. Todd Conklin, the Godfather of Learning Teams, Dr. Jay Allen from Safety FM, and Bob Edwards, the Hop Coach. We explore creating a Pay It Forward movement for health and safety people affected by the pandemic and the changing economy. We want you to know that you have a part to play. If you have been affected, we want to help you build better knowledge and skills to support you in these changing times as a pay-it-forward learner. And if you are able to support others on their journey, then become a pay-it-forward supporter. Join the four of us now as we explore the pay-it-forward program. More details on how to join at the conclusion of the show, in the show notes, or visit our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. Sorry, is there a, sorry, I just pushed the record button, Todd, so I'll get you to restart. Sorry. <laughs> Brent, so here's the secret. From the, moment, from the moment we're on, you're recording. I was following the Nixon protocols. <laughs> the Nixon protocol was a big blank. So, so I am so glad we're all here. So it's Bob and Jay and Brent, and we're all here because Brent has an idea. And I think the idea is worthy. I think it's something we've all thought about. But Brent's got a little idea about how to put structure around this idea because that's what Brent likes. Brent likes structure. Structure is important. Thank goodness there are people like Brent in the world because that makes Bob, Jay, and I much more comfortable because we don't like structure. But that's a different topic for sure. So, Brent, what idea are you thinking about? Talk to us about what you're uh, rolling around in your brain. Hey, thanks, Todd. And we call them a thinking frame, not structure, because that make, makes it sound. Ah, a thinking frame. The, 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 right. does that sound, yeah. That's at Los Alamos, we don't have. We don't have uh, stovepipes. We have cylinders of excellence. Yes, That's what we call we it. It's, it's how you frame it, right? That's how it works. Because it still encourages free will. Um, That's right. As much as possible. So what are you thinking, Brent? Oh, well, in actual fact, um, th this was actually all to do with the fault of Jay Allen. Because uh, Jay the other week uh, basically sent out this uh, uh, e email, which basically said for... For those people that were um, struggling, he was going to um, offer some of his uh, 101 hop courses at whatever someone could afford. And, and, and I basically said to myself, I, I had this flashback to 9-11 uh, uh, when I was made redundant from, by the American organization and how I felt about when change is imposed upon us and how isolated alone we can feel. And, and at the same time, I was thinking to myself, uh, we, we talk a lot in the work that we all do about building resilience and about resilience in systems. And I thought, how can we also help people build their own resilience and how can they adapt in this new normal um, post COVID-19 when we get there? And I said to myself, wouldn't it be great for those people in safety that have been affected in some way that they could gain, they could gain some more skills or some new knowledge? And why don't we do something called pay it forward? So that all of us who are in this in this world that we live in, that we can find the opportunity 
to allow those that aren't so fortunate as us to basically also grow and learn and be part of something a little bit bigger. So I sort of... So, so what's that mean operationally? What's, what's that mean? What do, you, what do you think of doing? Yeah, so, so like for example, um, you know, we're, we're about to launch a series of um, uh, uh, product offerings and service offerings. And, and my commitment is for every uh, uh, five commercial seats that are sold, we'll provide one free seat for a person to participate in learning teams, training and mentoring and sponsorship for a period of time. So which is, I mean, just a, that's a beautiful idea. And Bob, you and Andrea have been already kind of playing with this idea as well. How's it work? Well, I mean, we started out with like the Tuesdays at two, just a session to get together to chat about pop in this crazy troubled times. And that was just a free session to get people together and keep the conversation moving. And then when we do the workshops, we so likewise, like Brent's saying, you know, and, and Jay are saying, you know, be, be sort of mindful of the fact that there are some people that are, are out of work because of all this. So, Hey, come on anyway, you know, and Todd, I think really you, you stressed this from the very beginning that in, in this HOP movement to be just as generous as we possibly can. And it seems to be the right thing to do once again, um, to, to do anything we can to help people get better at this stuff. So I think it's a great idea. I do want to know Brent, if like, if, if I get a bunch of, like if I, if I get a bunch of seats, will I get like upgraded eventually to first class? Cause that's <laughs> always what I'm looking for. You know, is that free upgrade? Hold on, Bob. I thought you were all about point systems lately. Maybe we should go with that. Yeah, Maybe yeah, a yeah, thousand points. Right. <laughs> uh, we, we've created a special Zoom waiting lounge. Nice, <laughs> nice. Virtual Perfect. Perfect. Do they have good snacks? And and do they have a variety of snacks? Because I think we got tired of the same snacks in the lounge. But like no, I think it's I think it's a really good idea, Brent. Yeah. Really good idea. Like all good airlines, when you then choose the snack, you're told that choice is no longer available. <laughs> That's right. But we don't have. I'm sorry, sir. We don't have that. I think it's a. I think it's really interesting, Jay. What made you kind of start out with the pay it forward idea with your class? Well, what I was thinking was that I, I kept on seeing that there was movement going on, and so there were some people that kept on saying, "I would like to go," but cost is prohibitive in regards to what they were doing, and I didn't really want people to feel left out, if that made sense. So I said, "Okay, we can open it in a platform where we were doing it." Where they could just do whatever they could afford if they could afford if they couldn't afford anything that's great if they could afford something great and we just move we would just move from there uh i looked at it and i said what can we do to be different and i don't think that's normally a difficult thing to do i like to always try to be as different as possible but just listening to ideas of how people do things within hop and i was like if we're trying to teach people to do things differently we have to do different things in structures and places and, and how we're moving forward. So that was the whole thought process behind it. Well, so I'm naive. I mean, and I'm naive at a lot. No, of you're not. But, you're <laughs> not. Come on. That's not surprising. But I, I <laughs> wonder how this has impacted our profession. Cause I, I definitely know of people who've, who've been made redundant, who've lost their jobs. So there must be impacts out there and you guys must, I mean, we must all be connecting with those people. I know like Ron Gantz doing, these really cool workshop, these free workshops that he's, it's kind of like the Tuesdays at two, but his are, each one has kind of a different topic and he, he restricts the size in order to keep the conversation going. So I think there's a lot of generosity going on out there, but the impact is probably relatively significant. Do you think, or what do we know about that? It's changing the landscape. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it really, really is. I mean, it's, there's, there's so many different ways that you can share this stuff. 
I mean, think about the podcasts that you do, the, you know, people doing these different vlogs and blogs. And I don't know. I mean, you, you know, we always talk about building a, a community. I just think that maybe with all the eight, with the, uh, with the, um, COVID restriction stuff that hit us, it maybe pushed us a little quicker into this space, but I don't know. Look, I, I, I think, like, like, um, you know, uh, uh, be, being generous, um, I, I think it's always been important. Uh, I, I think at this stage, for, for, for me, it's about helping people build um, that resilience by gaining more skill, more knowledge. So, right. you know, um, the, the harsh reality is that uh, as we move more into a recession um, from a, a, an economy point of view worldwide, um, organizations are less likely to want to invest in these transformation projects. And they're more looking to get uh, either reduce waste, reduce costs or improve um, efficiency. And all those things require different types of skills and approaches. And, and I think that's where doing safety differently can really come into its own because it can show organizations how to achieve those, those things. So, so I, I think that's an interesting point. I, I would suggest you're onto something here. I, so I would suggest traditionally we've had a world that was aligned towards uh, optimizing efficiency, better, faster, cheaper, which really fits into the old classic, the workers, the problem. So in order to make safety better, make workers be more safe, right? Now, I wonder if this worldwide crisis, especially the economic crisis, but don't underestimate pandemics, storm, heat, drought, fire, I mean, locusts, killer wasps, um, Cougars. hurricanes. Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard to list them all, and I haven't even gone to the fake ones yet. I mean, the, the, those are all a big part of what's going on here, right? I, now I think the notion of resilience is becoming more a part of the dialogue of the conversation, and it should be a part of our dialogue for our peers in the industry who have been, who have been impacted, who've, who've had to change their, their path forward, who, who have lost jobs or not had the opportunities to grow and move as, as they once thought they would. So I think it's a really good idea. And I, I would invite everyone to join us. To, let's, let's see if we can make a community that supports one another even more so when times are getting tough. And I, I think that'd be cool. I think Todd, it even sets a good example for other things that are not even safety related, right? This whole notion of, I mean, we clearly, if you just watch five seconds on the news, right? We clearly, we need to be more deliberate about pulling together and, and working through things. And so I think it, it goes even beyond, I, I'm always thinking about it, is the work we're doing, will it, will it help influence things beyond just manufacturing and just you know and beyond just uh safety and, and in, in fact we're seeing that it does so hopefully this will even help um any little bit helps right an improvement in in people getting along and figuring out how to resolve some of this stuff well yeah. I, I i look at this too as this there was a guy that wrote something a few years back and he presented a challenge to people that said that he, that you should do some things to revolutionize the work industry and the things that you do. This was back in 2004. It's a great book, little simple read. Yellow cover, similar to the guy who has the yellow shirt on today. Um, oh. And I look at it and it's kind of funny because a lot of the stuff that this gentleman wrote about back in 2004 still applies to today. And I think that that's really what we're talking about is revolutionizing part of the industry. We talked about it 16 years ago, but I think it's something that still applies today. 
And just in case we're not sure who, who I'm talking about, it's you, Todd. Oh, you're so sweet. And you're the only person that's read that book. So I'm, I'm quite impressed by that. So that's important. But I think I'll it goes back. That's 1.5. I think it goes back to something that, that Bob brought up earlier. And it's the, it's the power of generosity. And the thing that I think is interesting is that one of the capacities that companies have when met with crisis is the ability to be generous. And I think companies that are generous are companies that are probably doing better. Because you build those relationships through generosity. And then if you need, if there's an opportunity where you need something, that generosity, I think, pays back. And I don't think that's a naive thing to say. I, I think it's, you can look at the data and kind of watch it happen. Yeah, I agree. And when you said you were naive earlier, like that's the last, like when I'm comparing you to anything, <laughs> it's not naive, right? Not and naive is not what you compare me to? <laughs> no, no. And so, so even... Even as we've done this now for several years, it's so interesting because when you when you sort of build this generosity in, it really is, Brent, to your point, it is sort of a pay it forward, but not like an obligation, but like a man, someone was generous enough to help me. It just seems like the right thing to do to reach out to help somebody else. And so um, it's not forced or coerced. It is very much just seems like the right thing to do, which may sound a little much like a hippie or something, but it, it really does seem like the right thing. Bob, you're not a hippie. I know hippies and you are no hippie. Right. But it feels a little like that when I say it, but it really is just, I think it's, just, it, it works. It makes sense and, and people appreciate it. And then sure enough, then you see them sharing whatever they learn with someone else. It also gives them the freedom to think about like, how can I apply it in my world, which is what we've seen like with this whole learning team process. And I think that's got real value. I mean, I think that's really important. And one hint, Bob, if anyone ever tries to sell you a brownie that's over like $10, buy it. Really? Because I just thought they were charging too much. No, no, that's a like, hippie Are you brownie. kidding me? Because I can get a Little Debbie. I can get a box of Little Debbie brownies for a buck ninety-eight. I know. Like, what is this guy trying to sell me on this street corner? But if you, they, go, to a, if you go to a They won't make you feel as good, though. <laughs> if you go to a Bluegrass Festival and they have brownies that are $10, buy them. They're, they're called... They're called plausible deniability brownies because <laughs> you didn't know. I mean, you didn't know. But man, I feel smart and good and handsome. That's how it works. Well, sounds little... good. <laughs> and look, the other, the other thing, Todd, is is this whole pay it forward. Um, it's going to cross countries and boundaries. Yep. I mean, we're we're all living in this new world of uh, of Zoom and other forms of uh, online training, online sessions. So this is just not going to be limited. This is going to be, you know, uh, all, all around the world. Um, I, I spoke with Jeff Life yesterday at Safe Differently Forum, and uh, Jeff's on board, so he's going to be promoting it out through the, that forum group as well, which is which is great news. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, by the time this podcast goes live, um, there'll be a, a pay pay it forward page will have been created um, <clears throat> at the Learning Teams Community website. And basically what can happen is those people that want to uh, be the beneficiary of Pay It Forward, they can become a member of that community to that page <clears throat> so they can see what other people are offering. And, and if you want to offer something to them, that you can, you can register as well and you can post up an event on there and you can see the person's profile. And, and we're going to, you know, over the next few days, we're just going to build a couple of um, sort of simple how-to type videos so that people can connect in and see what's needed. 
Well, we're going to try and make it as simple as we can. And for those organizations um, that want to support that, um, they can either be a silent donor or they can be a recognized donor from the point of view that the person that benefits from that training can um, find out who actually supported them in that process as well. But what we don't want, we're not asking anyone to give us any money. We're just asking for people to, to think about when they're providing their commercial service, their commercial offering, can they set aside some slots for other people to gain their benefit from their learnings and their knowledge? I like it. For so Sounds many like struck. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, this sounds like, like structure. <laughs> sounds like structure to me, right? What did you call it, Brent? What was your name for structure? Frame. A thinking, thinking frame. frame. Thinking frame. So as an engineer, I want to know like how much weight does that frame hold? <laughs> it's all virtual. Oh, it's all virtual. Okay, gotcha. All, all right. Sorry, Todd. Go ahead. Hey, wait a minute. We can we can we can describe our weight in virtualness. <laughs> oh, this is nice. I like this. My driver's license is going to take a dramatic change to put my virtual weight on there. That's a good idea. All right. Any last thoughts, you guys? Anybody? Let's go around the horn. Last thoughts, Jay. Yeah, I, I just say that this is something that we just need to do as a movement and anything that we can do to help people just to, don't hesitate to reach out and contact whatever website exactly you, you just referenced because now I just lost it was what learning teams died. What exactly? So www.learningteamscommunity.com. So that way we can make sure that we actually have the stuff posted up there because I think that's going to be the easiest thing to do. And the great thing about it is that I love that there that it's the capability of being able to do it publicly and then behind the scenes because I think it's such a great option. And I'll bet most of our people, the, I mean, by our people, the people we know and hang out with, most of the cats we know would, would be on board with this. So I think we're good. That's my final thought is the opportunity to build communities really strong. Grant, what's your final thought? Well, look, I'm, I'm going to issue the challenge for the rest of the Safety FM family to come on board and be part of the journey as well. Sounds good. And Bob, take us home. Final thoughts and make it really so, poignant and meaningful. So, okay, so so if you could just let us know how many seats we need to get free upgrades, that would be perfect. That would be like the <laughs> final thing for me. I can't believe you're still in the old airline loop. I, that's the I one that I've broken, man. Yes, you have, Todd. No, I, I just appreciate, Brent, the work that you're you're doing here and, and Jay also. And um, yeah, good good thinking and look forward to hearing how, how people get on board with this. Thanks, you guys. Thank you listeners for being part of this podcast. We'd love to hear your learnings from today or other topics you would like us to support you on. Go to www.podcastlearnings.com and be part of the community practice of learning teams at www.learningteamscommunity.com. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.